Coming up, we're going to be talking about perseverance, what it is and why it matters to personal and organizational success. All that and more in just a few seconds. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, where we help you unleash the power of soft skills. Here are your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. Take it away, guys. Welcome to Episode 10 of Serious Soft Skills. I'm Bob Graham, and with me is Dr. Tobin Porterfield. Hey, Toby. Hey, Bob. Ready to go. Excellent. Let me first tell people a little bit about us. We both teach college. We collaborate on researching soft skills, and we both have used and seen others use soft skills in various jobs over the course of our careers. And we really think that 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 experience and those expertise give us a unique lens for looking at soft skills, and we're going to apply that soft skills lens today to the topic of perseverance. Bob, you already let the cat out of the bag about what we were covering, but I'm I'm pretty excited because we in these podcast series we've laid out the uh, over 50 um, soft skills that we've identified through our research, and we framed them up into four groups of the um, uh, individual ones, a big list of 28. The uh, ones we use for interacting with people, what we call the nexus skills, which uh, there were seven of. And then we looked at group, those ones we used when we were really working in a team of people. There were, uh, what was it, 12 of those. And then the enterprise were just eight. But now it's time to dive in deeper. And today we want to get into one of those individual skills, one of those 28. And in our list we called it uh, persistence, that the, the individual should bring up an ability to bring persistence when going after an objective, to not let obstacles get in their way. And I think I'm going to glance down here and and use the real definition. Persistence is uh, to steadfastly pursue or an undertaking or a task or a journey or a goal, even if hindered or distracted by obstacles or discouragement. Uh, But perseverance is different than just being stubborn because we've worked with people that are stubborn. And then we've probably looked at other people that we admire more because they persevere. So it's, it's not usually the person who's actually stubborn that we admire. It's perseverance. So there's a difference in there that we want to make sure we unwrap today and that we really understand um, what, it, what perseverance means for an individual and what, how an organization perseveres. Okay. Uh, can I tell you a story, Toby? I've got a great story about someone who persevered, and when we get to the end, you're going to realize you know who this person is. I think all of our audience is going to know. For the purposes of the story, I'm going to call him Steve. And Steve, when he was a kid, he liked to write. And uh, he wrote his first story before he was even old enough to shave. And his mother said it was a great story, and it should be in a book. And he said, okay, Mom, sure, like we all do, because mothers always like our stories. A couple years later, he sends one of his stories to a magazine. He figures they'll publish it because his mother said that it was good. And they said no. And he put the rejection letter he got. You know, they send a rejection letter saying thanks but no thanks. He puts it on his wall, and he keeps writing. And he keeps writing. And he gets more and more rejection letters, but you know what? He keeps writing. Ten years come and go. He's still getting more, con- more letters of rejection. Now he's 26 years old. He's a teacher with a wife and two children, 
and he gets a telegram. This is back before the internet, so we're, when you get telegrams. And the telegram is from Doubleday Publishing Company, one of the big publishing companies. They tried to call him on the phone, and they did, he and his wife didn't have enough money for a phone at that point. That's how poor he was. But he kept on writing. He was teaching. And the telegram turns out not to be a rejection letter, but actually Doubleday wanted to publish his first novel. It was a horror story about Carrie White, a teenage girl with telekinetic powers. He got a $2,500 advance for the book, and not long after that, the paperback rights to Carrie sold for $400,000. And that was the start of the person that we know as Stephen King, one of the most prolific writers of the 20th century and into the 21st century. And I think that, now I'm a writer, so that story, of course, resonates with me profoundly. But I think that's one of those stories, when you talk about perseverance, he really stuck to what he believed to be true. I can write, I'm going to find a place, and rather than constantly sending the same story, he kept writing, he kept working on his craft, and modifying it and improving it, so eventually it got to a place where... Doubleday Publishing says, hey, you've got the goods. We want, we want to publish your book. And I think when you talk about that difference between stubborn and persistence or perseverance, Stephen King demonstrates that in his writing from going, not saying, I'm going to send that same story that I wrote when I was 10 years old to every publication in the world because someone's going to get their brain around it and say, yes, we're going to publish it. But instead, he kept working on his craft and continuing and continuing and refining it and improving it and tweaking it and getting better at it so that eventually, I'm sure that first story he wrote that his mother loved was not Carrie. I can guarantee it wasn't Carrie. There's no way a 10-year-old boy would write Carrie. But he got to a place where it was really good. And, and I think you bring out some of the challenges of that, of uh, the Stephen King example, where it's not just doing the same thing over and over again. It's improvement and, and, and a commitment and, a, as you said, a faith that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is the right direction, and I need to just keep at it. And so I think perseverance is, is a lot about keeping at it in a, in a real and improving, continuous improvement way. And I think that really crosses over, as we mentioned earlier, between an individual and an organization. And for an organization that has a vision for what they want to be, the goal, uh, the the goals of what they want to achieve, staying after that, regardless of uh, you know what's going on, and and persevering to work towards that goal. But at the same time, I, we mentioned the word uh, distractions, and I think there's a difference between being aware of our surroundings and being distracted and thrown off track from where we're really going. And, and so I, I don't think we can blindly go after things. We need to, we need to listen to those letters, those rejection letters and, and see, well, what are we doing wrong? What, what was good? What was bad? And then make those changes and make those improvements so that those, those obstacles don't become barriers. They become learning points and we, and we move forward on them. I have another story for you that I can tell. I had a student last year who wanted to go to medical school. And she was an undergraduate student, and she realized that she had to write a resume that they were going to look at, and she also had to write a letter uh, of uh, you know, philosophy about wh why she wanted to go into med school, and it was an essay thing. And she came to me. I had taught her a year or two before, and she came to me and said, 
I don't know how to write this. Can I meet with you and talk through this? And will you look at my drafts as I go? And I said, sure, I would. Well, lo and behold, she comes, and the first draft is pretty rough. And we revised that essay the first time, and we talked through it conceptually. And she takes copious notes of everything we've discussed. We've got a whiteboard, and we're going. And then she goes back, and a week later she emails me and says, hey, I want to come back and show you the next draft. And it's much better. And then I say, well, there are a couple more improvements. And she goes back, and she changes it yet again. And she continues to improve it. She came back to my office over the course of about three months six times. And by the end, she had a great piece. And she was willing to persevere. She wanted to go to medical school. And I'm happy to say she got into medical school. And I was one of the people that wrote a letter of recommendation because I knew that she was someone who could do the work. It was very easy to say she could do the work of medical school because she was doing the work just to get ready to go to medical school. She had her eye on the prize. The prize was, I'm going to medical school, and the, the hindrance for me is getting that letter that they need to be good enough for them to accept me. And she knew where she was going, and she knew what she needed to do to get there, and it was just a matter of traveling that road. And I can assure you, a senior in college has plenty of distractions. All her other courses, friends, everything going on around her. But she kept to her commitment that she was going to get the best letter she could so that she could get where she wanted to go. And I think that's an example of this whole idea that's a little easier for us to appreciate. And it wasn't her saying, I'm going to do something unrealistic. Medical school is realistic. It was just a matter of her saying, I need to achieve these things to reach that objective. I think you just got us to our, our kind of our next point, if we drill into that a little bit, is how do we learn perseverance? How do we practice and, and get good at perseverance? And, and I think your student example gets at it, and an element of that is that she had a clear goal in mind. And she knew what the obstacles were that she needed to overcome to get there. When we talk about obstacles and getting to a goal, I think of uh, Randy Pausch, a uh, faculty member up at Carnegie Mellon, who uh, we certainly have lost a few years ago to uh, cancer, but uh, certainly a personal par- perseverance. But at the same time, he uh, wrote the book, The Last Lecture, and did several videos on it. And he talked about that. He said, he said those obstacles... They're not there really to get in your way. They are there to see how badly you want it, and they're to keep the other people out. And I think that's a, that's sometimes a good way to look at it. Is is and your letter is a great offer, um, a great example of that. In that medical school was the goal. A big obstacle for her is that essay, and keeping the eye on the prize and saying, "No, I'm going to get to medical school. How do I get through this obstacle? Who can help me? What faculty members? Other people can read it and prepare and help me." And and I think uh, we can. Perseverance has to start with choosing the appropriate goal and clearly knowing what that goal is and what those obstacles are. Isn't it also being a little realistic with ourselves as well? You can't, you know, knowing what those obstacles are, it's awfully hard to admit that you're not a great writer and to come to one of your teachers and say, I need your help. That is not a comfort. For me personally, it's really hard to ask for help all the time. I just don't find it easy. So I can only imagine that's fairly common for people. But before you can ask for help, you have to acknowledge that you're not 
good at something or not as good at something as you may need it. And you look at a lot of these entrepreneurial efforts going on, and you see that someone's got a great idea, but they need to bring other people into that to build that team that can achieve that result because they can't do it themselves. You just, most of us don't have the expertise to be able to do something start to finish. So when we bring in those team members and say, hey, Toby, you're really good at certain aspects of what we want to achieve. I need your help to achieve these things. And we see it, it's funny, we're seeing it today in this podcast. We didn't script it out real well. And you have some real strengths in this podcast that most people would not know, but it works really well. I have to acknowledge that because, you know, we had a discussion a couple hours ago where I was going to do this one by myself. Your contributions today are far more valuable than it would have been if I had done it by myself. So I think it's the acknowledgement of, hey, two heads is better than one, three is better than one, and building a team that allows you to persevere. The other thing I think that team does in perseverance is when someone's down, the other people pick them up. And I think we, 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 we think of perseverance as a uniquely individual quality. But a team would develop a quality of perseverance, too, that, you know, you have that person who's like, oh, we can't win this football game. We're down by three touchdowns. And there's a guy on the team who goes, three touchdowns? Come on, that's nothing. We can score three. We'll do it in the next five minutes. And that person carries the team forward. And I think that's a part of this that we think of perseverance as an individual characteristic, but I think a team also develops that. And they help each other, and you need to be aware of that, too. I think we're right on track with that. And and it's such a necessary that we put it into that individual category because it's something that people need to bring to the table. If we're really going to uh, move organizations forward and we're going to move forward in our own careers, we've got to bring that perseverance. We can't be uh, uh, casting about and, and going here and going there. We've got to keep on track. And, and, and having that group, having those other people involved certainly can be a benefit having the right people. Well, Bob, I think it's time to wrap this up. So uh, let's say to uh, the folks out there, if this is your first time listening, well, then welcome. We're really glad you're here. We hope you like what you hear, and we hope that you can uh, take the time to subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play, both of which now feature our podcast. Just search for Serious Soft Skills. If you want to support us, then please rate and review our podcast. People make their decisions on what to choose in podcasts by those ratings. And if you like it, then, then those ratings would really go a big way in, in helping other people choose to listen to these. And so now on to next week, uh, where we're going to explore another soft skill. We're going to jump into a different group this time, and we're going to look at project management. It's, it's one that there's some controversy in, so I think uh, we'll have an interesting discussion. What it means, why it's so valuable to employees and organizations. So we hope we'll, you'll join us next time. And until then, thanks for listening. And I get to say it this time, Bob. Go good for soft it. skills. You've been listening to Serious Soft Skills with your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. If you like what you hear, then take a moment to review us on iTunes. Looking for more insights on soft skills? Then check out our website, SeriousSoftSkills.com, for blog posts, newsletters, and other resources. And look for a new episode of Serious Soft Skills every Wednesday.